17th going six and a half furlongs at Churchill Downs, and he was mid-pack. He was in between horses early on. He was about five lengths off, and he ran into loads of traffic. He got shuffled a bit. He was loaded. He had nowhere to go behind horses. He was just completely stalled. He angled out, finally got some room, and he ends up getting up for third. I thought it was extremely impressive. If he is anything around seven to two, I'm going to play him to win. Make sure you throw him in all of your early exotics there in race number two. That is the number six, Will's Secret. We move to race number three. Let's take a look at the number three, Meister, who's got kind of a grindy style. His debut, he had an inside trip. He was seventh or so. He's about five lengths off. And then there was an opening on the inside, and he, he shot through it. And he ended up sitting... Fifth or so, three lengths off Tracking from the inside He made a nice three wide move And it was a determined victory For Meister And watching him visually It felt like he should have no problem stretching out And continuing to uh, to run At the mile um, Stretching out from six and a half furlongs So race number three, the number three That is Meister We move to race number six, and this is one of those big days at Keeneland where you have a ton of stakes races. You have an all-stakes pick five here that starts in race number six. The Woodford, to me, is a difficult race. I think the—it doesn't really feel like for a a turf sprint like this, though, that there's a lot of speed, right? So I have three, four, and eight in the top tier. I'm even going to throw the seven— Onto a ticket or two As a, a long shot who might just try to get crazy And, and get aggressive But this just really It screams like a stretch, uh, a spread out race for me Because I'm going to have a single later on in the sequence That I'm I'm hoping won't be a very Short price single Maybe just maybe not a favorite single So that maybe I get a little separation in that race Here We'll start out with I have, the, I have them stacked as I said 4, 3, 8 7 but I, I also think the one and the two and the five make a ton of sense. So I, I think if you're playing the pick five and the, my approach is going to be one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, you want to go all right off the bat, that's fine. If you can't afford to, you want to shorten up. I'm going to, I think three, four, and eight would be my top three. We move on to race number seven. This is the TCA and another one where I just don't really. I don't have the strongest feel for this race I do think the two you have to use Dos Vinos Because she feels like one of the few Who can sit off and will get a good trip And I'm against sneaking out Because of the draw The inside draw concerns me She's best when she can be right off the speed And pressing And I just can't envision her getting that trip Down on the inside With a couple other really really fast fillies Drawn, drawn to the outside Like Palace Avenger and Ladies Island Ladies Island might be so quick that she can just run and hide from this group. I think in that case, you have to use her. And the six in the midst of Biz, she's actually shown that she can pass horses. She might not be as quick as a few of the other really fast ones in here, and that may benefit her. She could get, you know, a good tracking trip because she's not as fast. So, two, six, and seven are the top tier that the must uses for me. I can think you can also you know throw in the four and the five and I'm I'm okay with trying to leave out sneaking out and beat sneaking out from the rail. So I would have two six and seven as the top tier if you can afford to go a little deeper. Divine Queen might be one of a few who can maybe make up some ground late too here 
and, and in the five Palace Avenger, but two, six, and seven top tier in the seventh. Race number eight is the first lady. I, I think Uni's going to run a lot better than she did last time out when she faced the boys. It again on paper looks like newspaper of record has a major pace advantage. It looked like that last time out though, and Bo Recall was able to run her down. I have a tough time leaving newspaper of record out in here because of that. In a small field, if she opens up two lengths, I just I don't see how they run her down. So I'll just be using the very logical three, which I don't mind because I'm gonna chuck the chalk, you know, in the seventh and we'll try to beat sneaking out and we'll be, you know, you know, playing against a favorite in just a moment that we talk about. So bull recall, newspaper of record and uni. I generally don't like playing pick fives where you just use the three betting favorites in a small field like that. But the way this ticket's set up, we we're it's not gonna hit and pay nothing. The ninth race is the breeders' futurity. In this race, I look to the two up striker who was really visually impressive at Ellis. The four essential quality who came from off the pace at Churchill Downs. Dixie's two cents, who is still a maiden, just missed in the debut, tried grade one company, last out, and now comes over here and it, it he runs something similar to what he ran in his debut. It'll actually be pretty live in here. The three outside horses you can make strong cases for calibrate was really impressive dealing with a ton of Pressure. He was down on the inside, and then he just put him all away and, and shrugged him off and kicked clear. Founder comes from way out of it, moves up the inside, then to the outside, completely ducks out, angles back in. He was green. He was all over the place, but he's got tons of ability. And King Fury, which is nice, already has a win going a mile in the 16th first time out of the box, which is not easy. So, you know, two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Most of the real logicals Which brings me to the Shadwell Turf Mile And my single And that's going to be Analyze It There are some fine horses in this race Holiday is is good And he's tough to run down on the front end When he's loose You know, um, you go up and down the field Flavius Finally put it all together He's been a little bit unlucky I think Analyze It Is a very nice horse And he had been off from November of 2018 to September of 2020. And he came back and he sat inside tracking, angled to the outside, super impressive win at Monmouth against a a softer group. But that was his first start from November of 2018 to September of 2020. And last time we saw him, he was in the Breeders' Cup mile finishing third. He does not run a bad race. He's going to be older and more mature He's had you know a month now to recover from that effort. That didn't take a lot out of him. He's just sat right behind horses, angled to the outside like a pro. To me, he's just got so much upside, and I don't think you would have Chad Brown throwing him in this spot if he was not ready because Chad Brown has without parole. Chad Brown has Flavius. He has Raging Bull in here. I think the most well-meant horse of all of them is Analyze It. And I'm going to single him in the pick five And so that what that does is That'll give me the opportunity To, to really spread out in front Use a, you know, a lot of the horses I want A ticket that I was looking at It's 180 which is, is a little big To play in a pick five But you, you heard how I stack the horses in order You know it might be something like one two three four five seven eight With 2, 6, 7 With 1, 4, 5 With 2, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9 Single the 8 And it would be something I, I take a look at So that's the uh, the approach for 
Keeneland on Saturday. So Belmont Park on Saturday. They've got five graded stakes races. They start in race number five, but we could have some pretty heavy favorites over at Belmont Park, you know, and like in the fifth race, which is the grade two gallant bloom. You've got Frank's Rockette, who's a one to two on the morning line, and, and she's going to be tough. But if you're looking to try to beat her, she has been defeated four times in her career, in her uh, nine race career. Five wins, four runner up efforts. And all four of those runner-up efforts have been when she's gone longer than six furlongs. Now, she did show she can win at six and a half, two starts back, but she was all in that day to win. She's just not quite as good going going a little bit farther. If you're trying to beat her, it would be, and she's facing older in here also. You're trying to beat her, to me, it's got to be the two Royal Charlotte, who made a big five-wide move and hung. It was her first start in two and a half months. She feels like the other horse in here, and that is race number five at Belmont Park, the grade two gallant bloom with the heavy favorite of Frank's Rocket. Looking to beat her, it's got to be Royal Charlotte. The sixth race is the grade two Pilgrim. I'm going to the number six, Fire at Will. And Fire at Will debuted on the grass. It made a middle move. It was a little bit wide and actually better than it looks on paper. In career start number two, a race was taken off the grass. It was in the slop, and Fire at Will ends up winning the with anticipation in, in just a field of four that day. Fire at Will gets back to the grass now, and there is not a ton of speed in here. When you get Carmouche jumping aboard, I, I it, it signals to me they want to get aggressive with this horse. He he was Fire at Will got a nice opening after sitting well off the pace early in a quicker spot, going seven furlongs. And now stretching out to a mile and a sixteenth, aggressive jockey. I think Fire at Will is going to be really close up early in here and try to steal this race. Public sector it makes a ton of sense, very logical. And American Monarch, I, I just feel like he's better than what we saw from him last time out when he went up at Woodbine. He was a little flat in a race that doesn't have a ton of speed. He might be in the absolute perfect spot. I will be using. Three, four, and six in here with Fire at Will, the number six in my top selection. In race number seven is the Joe Hirsch Turf Classic. And I would would just be looking to single with cross border here. It's another instance where Carmouche is going to be aboard for Maker, and I'm just where's his speed been in his last two starts? That's what he used to have. That was his biggest weapon, was how quick he was early on. And he hasn't run poorly in his last two. He showed he can come from from off the pace. He was put up via DQ2 back. He came from off the pace and was a clear second last time out. There's no speed in here, though. He let Channel Maker go 51 and change to steal a race when he's much quicker than that. It's got to be the plan with Carmouche jumping aboard both of these maker horses in the 6th and the 7th race. So I'm hoping Fire at Will gets aggressive with Carmouche. I'm hoping Carmouche gets aggressive with Cross Border in the 7th race. This is going to be my single in race number 7 in the uh, the Joe Hirsch Turf Classic. In race number 8, it is the Kelso. You know, the number 4 complexity should have a major pace advantage in this spot. It looks like Mo Don't Know is going to be scratched from the rail. This is only going to be a field of four. So maybe Stan the Man goes and tries to make it difficult on complexity. If that's the case, 
You have Code of Honor Who's even money on the morning line And he was flat last out But the race has come back strong He was behind Improbable by my standards And Tom's D it's hot Improbable looks like he might be the best older horse in training right now Tom's D taught would be the one that he would be, you know, battling with here, uh, here in North America at least. And by my standards, has been excellent all year. He's a top older horse. Code of Honor is coming out of a tough Whitney. He was good third in the Met behind prior to that. So he's the class, the one they'll they'll have to hold off. But if Complexity can sneak away early, he might be very very tough to run down in here. So it would be Complexity and Code of Honor, just those two for me. And then in the Belmont Derby, I'm pl- I would play against domestic spending. I didn't think he was that good going into the Saratoga Derby. And he got a perfect trip. It was a great ride. And I'm, I want to make him prove it to me again that he can get that same kind of trip and win. Gufo has such a wicked late kick. He just has no early speed. If he can be a little bit closer, just a tad, or when he starts that kick, or if there's a little more pace to run at. We look at No Word, who is my top selection. He should get the best trip in here. For some reason, domestic spending was in front of him early last time out, and I think No Word with the inside draw, a race that doesn't have a ton of speed, should be sitting a very, very nice tactical trip, saving all the ground from the inside. Cuz who's going to go? I mean, there's no real proven speeds in here. I'm expecting Mo ready to go and no words sit right behind. I've always been a fan of Moon over Miami. He's starting to put it all together and Pixelate is extremely consistent and he has just shown up everywhere he's been. So I would go 1, 2, 6, and 8 in here And tried to beat Domestic spending Felt like ended up getting a really, really great trip So there's a pick 5 that starts In race number 6 I believe it's 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 um, Just to give you an idea of how I would play The stakes race portion of it It would be 3, 4, and 6 in the Pilgrim With Fire at Will the top selection I would single Cross border in there you know, he can come from off, but I'm expecting him to be much, much closer in the eighth race. The Kelso, it would be complexity and code of honor. In the ninth race, it would be domestic spending, uh, a play against. It would be Gufo, No Word, old, uh, Moon Over Miami, and Pixelate. That's Belmont on Saturday. And a sneaky nice Saturday at Belmont. You know, they're not any real, real massive fields, so you're probably not going to get 15, 20 to 1 shots in these stakes races, but you get some nice horses getting in what looks like some of their final preps for their big Breeders' Cup races in, in about a month. Let's finish things off over at Santa Anita on Saturday. Just three plays over at Santa Anita on Saturday. As I mentioned before, I just felt like there were a lot more at Keeneland, at Pimlico, and... Um, and the third race at Santa Anita is the swing time stakes. Don't forget about the two Muchley, who she should sit in a really good spot in here because Cordiality is going to go to the lead. I'm curious if Colonial Creed is going to be showing some speed off the uh, off the bench, and Muchley should be right there, either second or third. And if the speed fades, Muchley gets the jump. That is the number two. Make sure to throw Muchley in. Get it. Make a win wager if you can get around seven to two or so. 
in race number six, it would be the five for me, Claim of Passion, who, who really sort of put it all together on the grass last time out to finish third behind next out winning Cali Caliente and was not far behind Doc Tommy. Anything around four to one or so for Claim of Passion in this field, which it, it, the money's going to be spread around. There's no real monsters or nobody that scares you. Four to one feels right on Claim of Passion, the number five in race number six. And then in the eighth race, the City of Hope Mile, Royal Ship, who came in from Brazil for Mandela, how we, you know, we've seen him have success with these shippers through the years. He closed really, really well from last to just missed second. And he was chasing Mo Forza that day, who made a big move up the inside. It's going to be second time U.S. for Mandela with this one and the right to improve a ton. He feels like a horse who's got the most upside to be able to step up and, and beat Mo Forza. Otherwise, Mo Forza is just look looks like a horse who I think may tower over this group. Sharp Samurai is going to be tough from the inside. But the number four, Royal Ship, anything around 7-2, to two, will make a win wager there at Santa Anita on Saturday. That is going to do it for this episode of That's What G Said. A big thank you to all of our guests. We had Alex Regla talking Lakers and NBA, Scott Shapiro talking NFL, Chris Brothers talking Stable Duel, Andrew Champagne and Darren Zocali helping us with the Preakness, and hope you enjoyed this one. We got some MLB talking at the beginning, Friday racing from Pimlico, Keeneland, Santa Anita, Saturday racing from Pimlico, Keeneland, Santa Anita, and Belmont. Getting tired, just repeating it all. Hopefully you have a great weekend. Good luck, folks, and I will talk to you next week.